Welcome to the After Party with the Sober Kates, where anything goes. Come hang out with us every Thursday, Thursday, while we sip our favorite booze-free beverage and talk candidly about our lives and sobriety and our party girl pasts. Disclaimer, this podcast may contain some triggers regarding drinking and includes mature content. These stories and experiences are our own, and what has worked for us may not necessarily work for you. This is not a substitution for treatment of any kind. Thank you. Thank you, and let's get the after party started. Happy Thirsty Thursday, quarantine edition. This is Big Woo-hoo. Kate. And Little Kate. And we're here to chat COVID-19 with you. And uh, we are not together. We are separate. We have social distanced and self-isolated and everything we're mostly supposed to do. Uh, what are you drinking today, Kate? Today I am drinking Celsius peach mango green tea. Um, I think it's like caffeine in it. Just needed a little afternoon pick-me-up. Okay. What do you got going on over there? I have some kombucha, of course, ginger honey lemon, and it is from Wegmans. It was delivered by Instacart yesterday, um, so I haven't been outside of my house. Well, you went outside. I saw you. I, I lured you outside yesterday with ice cream. You did. That's the best way to lure me outside, but... I have not left my property yet. Yes, because in case uh, you're like Jared Leto and didn't hear, there's a pandemic (laughs) going on in the world. There is. If you are returning from a 12-day meditation uh, retreat, there is a crazy pandemic going on. And how's that been making you feel, Kate? I actually feel um, pretty good. Uh, I am still in work, so it hasn't really disrupted my life at all. Um, I'm actually doing more creative outlets, and, like, my husband is going a little stir-crazy, so it's forcing him to get more creative, too. So we've been filming, like, skits that we wanted to do, doing a lot of yard work, running a lot, being outside. So it's actually been a really good two weeks for me, and I'm kind of, like, happy it's happening Ooh, taboo to say, but like, I understand the extremity of it because I do work in healthcare. So we are like getting very, um, there's a lot of precautions that we're taking. So my, my work days are actually getting longer, but I'm working less days, but I just think that as bad as this whole thing is, it's like kind of a reset for the whole world, which I think it'll be kind of a um, positive thing in the end. How have you been feeling about it? Yeah, I guess that's one way to look at it. I mean, what else can you really think? Like, it's, of course, doom and gloom. A lot of people are losing their lives and panicking, buying toilet paper. Um, Me, personally, I have... I'm terrified, (laughs) but I'm starting to be all right. Um. I think it's like a lot of what you said in the beginning, like we're isolating. We're not like 
being rash with our decisions. Like neither of us went out and panic bought anything or stocked up on anything. And I think it's in how much you control what you can control. So in this whole sense, there's not much you can control, but like your hygiene and not gathering with groups of people and just doing things that are responsible for your whole community that you're living in. But for me, it's like the sitting and panicking and worrying. I'm trying to like remember and remind myself that I can't control what's going on with other people. I can't shame someone else for going out or get caught up in like, oh, I need 8,000 rolls of toilet paper because <laughs> this disease may cause shits. I don't know, but just jump I'm in just the trying. Yeah, I'm just trying to like control what I can and like realize the difference between the two. Yeah, for me, the control part would be from really limiting my news consumption. Yeah. In a way, it's almost like I've forgotten at most moments that this is actually happening in the world uh, just because what I'm controlling is my news consumption. And, I mean, it's happening. It's going to keep happening. It hasn't even reached its peak yet, I don't think. So, you know, what is looking at, oh, there was another 2,000 cases in New Jersey overnight going to do for me? Yes, right. I sympathize, and it's sad, and it's scary. Um, but literally, there's nothing that I can do about it except for stay in my house, and that's what I'm doing. Right. And I think that if everybody just looked at it that way, we could all have more of like a sympathetic, empathetic look at it, but like in a calmer way and not right. people getting behind their keyboards and just calling out anybody that goes to a park or like anything really. And I, I mean, it's, you're right. It has not hit its peak yet and it's scary to think where it can be, but in this moment it's like, okay, well I'm going to control like not seeing that when I walk my dog, I'm going to cross the street when I see someone else. Like I'm not going to gather. And like, that's pretty much all I can control right now. So, so I, we try to practice acceptance, but like what has happened in your life that has, you've had to change or you is, is different for you? Um, like I said, I'm, Instead of, I used to work five days a week and now I'm working three days a week. Uh, I think it's 14 hour days. So it was like no forewarning, no choice of days. Just like, these are your days. This is how long you're working. Make the adjustment type of thing, which is not as like huge of a challenge for me because I don't need any childcare or um, transportation I have a husband that can take care of our dogs, so that's okay. But that's really the only adjustment for me. Um, I know that you've had way more of an adjustment because yes. of what's going on with your job. Um, so admittedly, I have been, like I said, very terrified during this whole thing. And But in a way, I've felt very chill at the same time, which uh, generally I always seem fine outwardly but inwardly I'm always in a state of panic so I'm kind of used to that um, my life got flipped upside down and I'm currently kind of grieving that and I feel guilty for having those thoughts too like to be sad about 
my life and what has happened. And, but I guess it's kind of okay. Cause it's my own personal reality. Uh, right now, Derek and I were supposed to be in Tofino this week for the gray whale migration. And literally one of the only things it was one of the only things on my bucket list was to like see a big whale out jumping out of the water. Like I know that probably wouldn't even have happened, but just seeing one in nature in real life. And um, I can tell you that the only whale we saw this week was my reflection while we've been using that house party app four times a day uh, at a minimum. Uh, So I'm I'm grieving that we were supposed to get engaged soon and start our immigration paperwork. He's Canadian. And the fact that we have no idea when we'll actually see each other again. And I'm really lucky to still have a job, but I'm a road warrior and... I'm used to traveling and I, my job is one of the sources that makes me feel really good about myself. And this week I just worked on my couch and barely had any human, human interaction. So, um, it's been pretty bad, but you know, I got some good news yesterday that like my boss's boss called me to help on a project. So I'm looking forward to getting back to work in a virtual sense next week and the possibility of what that's going to mean for me, but. I'm sorry that you're going through that, but I mean, I think I've seen Derek more this week than I have this whole year (laughs) (laughs) combined. Probably. Um, And I, just from what I've heard, I don't think the whales are getting the coronavirus yet, so (laughs) you can still see one jump out of the water. Someday. Yeah. I Well, yeah, we're going to eventually get back there. So <laughs> I think, so I've been trying to look at the positives where, you know, maybe our relationship will get stronger from this or, you know, he's going to, we're both going to transition into at the end of this, like a virtual role where we end up being able to spend a lot more time together. So we'll see about that. Um, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I've been um, going to a few different like sober meetups. So there's a bunch of sober meetups online. I've gone to two of Carly B. Benson's. What? What? <laughs> they were awesome, especially when me and Derek went and we got to talk a lot and talk to Carly. Uh, little fangirls. Um <laughs> It was awesome to interact with her that way. And then Annie uh, had a meetup, uh, who's Hen's Tales on Instagram. But, um, and then I also actually went to a Phoenix Coffee chat too. And they're all really, really different. And different groups of people, like one at 25, one at like five. And then I think the Phoenix one at like 40 at least. So it was different. Yeah, to and... I know that, like, with your work from traveling all the time, you had, like, been missing those sober meetups in your life. Right, so exactly. It's like so we used to have weeks. them. Yeah. So we used to have them, and I, I love talking about sobriety, and I loved hearing people talk about it, too. Like, uh, so, but people that kind of, like, in similar mindsets as you and I, uh, more similar stories, and I think in those groups, I kind of find that similarity. And then, so we got to have our meetup last night, and it was 
really nice to see everyone that used to come to our meetups and we used to go to meetups with and then meeting new people too. Did you have a good time? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's, we're like, differ greatly in that. We're like, I feel like this sparked up your meetups again and it like revitalizes your spirit. It does, yeah. It's like sobriety and talking about it is like one of the unfortunate I don't know if it's unfortunate but one of the few things that I'm like super passionate about and like I wish it was like my full-time job but um you know I think that we're helping people the best way that we can and just it's more just like the human connection right just meeting different people from all walks of life and you know I love that like even if it's in my job and I'm meeting new people and we're just having like a random conversation. It's I like I just love it. Yes. And I'm I'm a little different where <laughs> I almost wish I was quarantined right now. Like <laughs> my dream would be my job to tell me you can't come in for the next two weeks. I'd be like, yeah. oh my God, please. But you don't but, think you would get stir crazy? No. Nope. I could, uh, I could ride my couch for two weeks (laughs) or just find other things to do. But I, I think that like with having my normal schedule pretty much for work, I haven't joined any of the, of the other sober meetups or zoom calls or anything. Cause I'm enjoying the time of like, okay, I don't have to have plans this weekend or nobody's asking me to do anything or. I don't have a family commitment. So I'm like relishing in this time where I can be like, no, I don't have to interact with anybody else. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the same. Like, so last week in work, it was kind of whatever it, it, it was what it was. But then this weekend, I kind of just wanted to make it similar to most of my weekends, which is just watching TV all morning and then doing while my laundry's in and cleaning up and, catching up with people that I haven't talked to in a while. And honestly, normally that was through FaceTime. So it's it's not that much different. And then next week I'll get back to work and it'll be all right. And we'll see. It just, it's one thing I think with the sobriety has given is the ability to take things one day by day. And also too, I was without even any question in my mind, I just jumped right back into sober world. And those are the people that I wanted to comfort me. Yeah, because I think a lot now with people on our personal Instagram accounts or people like from our town, our friends, whatever, a lot of people are focusing on the drinking on social media now with like the cheers or chug challenge or whatnot. And it's like, People are giving themselves permission with this quarantine to be like, oh, it's two o'clock. Let's start happy hour, but let's broadcast it to everybody. Yeah, my my Instagram stories have definitely been flooded with people drinking like all during the week and like drinking during their work hours. And I'm just like, yeah, why is this all right? Like it's and I think that it's mostly just like everyone's terrified right everybody has no idea what's going on there's so much uncertainty and I I just think 
I'm like, just please put the drink down and like, think about like, this is life. Like, this is what it's going to be like for at least a couple months. So do you think that drinking on your lunch break at 2 p.m. while you're at home is a good way to continue? And that there's going to be no consequences, like no employer is going to see what you're doing or like it's okay for you before meeting to start drinking. Like, right. To but they're also in a meeting and-, and watching their kids at the same time and then drinking. Right. So where is the sensibility going? <laughs> I think that it's like a lot of it has to do maybe, I don't know, I'm projecting on other people what I would have thought <laughs> like when okay. I was drinking would be like, I don't know what's going on. Everybody's panicking and I can't control any of my internal emotions so I'm going to drink and outwardly make it look like I'm having a great time and that I'm on a two-week corona vacation coronacation coronacation so I think that a lot of people are just like projecting to the outside world like oh everything's fine oh my god I have to homeschool my kid time for my mommy juice like Maybe they don't know internally how to feel about, okay, now I have to teach my kid things that I don't remember how to do. And I'm stressed because I have to make dinner and the house is a mess and I can't let anyone touch anything. Right. Or we might die. Like, I- Yeah, I get it for sure. And I know I would have been one of those people that made sure that I had enough wine in the house before I had enough groceries. Right. So like 100% that would have been me. And, uh, but so now being on the sober side of things, I just want people to like, this isn't a vacation. It's not spring break. It's going to be our lives for a while now. Right. It's not like they sent us all home because spring started and they wanted everybody to have a break. (laughs) Like good job, America. Keep up the good work. It's like, no, everybody's home because the whole CDC government country uh, world is freaking out. Right. We're experiencing something that uh, we've never experienced that our parents never really experienced or well, there was never been a pandemic before. Right. In a long time (laughs) in the modern world. I don't know. Right. Since like the plague. Right. Even they, they said the Spanish. We're not up on our. uh, Yeah. World history. uh, pandemic history but shouldn't you be (laughs) why (laughs) I don't know just seems like something you would have learned in your I did I did I like I did a project on the bubonic (laughs) plague in college I can't recall anything before sobriety so you think it was like three years ago and I guess you were in your job three years ago but like if you we're at home and like quarantine. Do you think you'd be going like buck wild? Uh, yes. Me and my husband would be buying the Magnum bottles of wine or a box of wine or a fifth of rumple mints. And we would be playing rummy 500 on the floor while chugging wine all day, which is what we used to do anyway. But <laughs> now it'd be acceptable. Right. Yeah. I'm like thinking like, if what if I have been enough of an asshole to even like ignore like the social distancing stuff and like did you see the people that were like what happened for St. Patrick's Day and like the bars were like insanely flooded and like down in Nashville the bars were like extremely packed and like kind of like it was just starting yeah 
Like, would I have been one of those people that has been like, you know? Yes. We yeah, would have had probably. like a house party. Yeah. A coronavirus themed party. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, we're no better than the people that are having block parties or doing whatnot. Because we would have been right there until it got more serious. Because it would have been our excuse then to party and drink. Right. Definitely. But now it's our excuse to stay sober because I feel like in times like this, it's like a one-up being sober. It's like, okay, I have one more thing that I can like hold on to, but then like just feel secure in my daily situation. Because it's like, well, I don't feel the need to drink in the pandemic. So I feel like, okay, I'm way more secure in my sobriety because if anything would test it, it would be this. And it's like, right. it's unwavering. So that's kind of like a confidence booster right there. Definitely. Yeah. For me, it goes back to like you were saying, like, what can we control? We can, emotions are always a huge thing for me. And if I can control those and remain sane and logical, then, you know, I know I'm going to be okay. And as terrified as I am, I have felt very relaxed and not that anxious even. So like anxiety was like a huge thing for me wanting to drink. Um, But now like a lot of, we've talked about this already, but like a lot of my addiction probably has gone into like food addiction. So I did have like one bad binge eating episode, but otherwise I've been eating pretty healthy and not wanting to numb my emotions with food. So I've been able to actually relax a little bit. Good. Yeah. I feel like it's like, I see those memes about like, oh, this is what people with anxiety feel like all the time. Like, welcome to our world. But I feel like like I have anxiety, you have anxiety. And in situations like this, it's like the anxiety is lowered for some reason. Right. Well, yeah, I saw something interesting that was like people that don't have anxiety. They were all the ones going out doing the panic buying. And uh, it's like, that's what it it always feels like for us. Yeah. And it's like, well, this is our, our normal baseline. So like we always have those little panic moments. (laughs) <laughs> there's literally always a theoretical pandemic going on in my brain so right I always need yeah. 50 rolls of toilet paper <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because we ran we legit ran out of paper towels and you know yeah. we can't find them anywhere so mm-hmm. um we went over to our to my in-laws this morning to go in their hot tub mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living the life over here in quarantine um, and we stole two rolls of t- uh, paper towels from them. Jesus. And we literally had to, we literally had to like sneak them out. We were like, Shh, let's go. Oh my God. You guys probably loved that. Uh, we, well, we ran out of paper towels pretty much the first day that I got home. And like I told you, we've just, I've just been using hand towels and washing them. So yeah, I don't know why I've been spilling more things in quarantine. <laughs> it's not normal. You're just jittery. It makes you nervous. I've just been, yeah. <laughs> just been having the time of my life over here. <laughs> Shaky hands. Um, 
so looking at this as it is our definite future for a little bit now, what are three things that you're grateful for or you're, that you're planning for during this time or looking forward to? Um, well, I'm grateful that I'm um, quarantined, like I have someone to be quarantined with and that my husband has reacted to this in a sense of calmness as well. And we're both looking at it like, okay, well, let's start to get into running more. Let's do some workouts. Let's um, read. We've been reading more books. Like we've been doing creative things. So I'm glad that I have somebody who's in the house with me that we're on the same page. And like, we're using this time to kind of tune out the outside world and better ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I'm thankful that I have a dog. (laughs) Yeah. Because, God, it's just so nice to cuddle up to a dog sometimes. <laughs> um, Who's a better cuddler, Dave or Louie? Louie. <laughs> Which is the dog, if anybody doesn't know. <laughs> because Louie gets to be the little spoon, and it's so cute. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just been fun going, like, hiking with him and, like, going for runs with him. And he's keeping us active, which is, like, huge for me and my mental health in general. Yeah. Um, And I'm also grateful that I still have a job because I know a lot of people lost their jobs. And I always used to joke that, like, my job, like, they can't really replace us. It's job security. But, like, in this time where you see, like, grocery store workers that are getting laid off or, like, people that you thought – had job security lost their job I'm happy to say like okay this is job security I do have a job they're trying their best to keep us at our regular time 40 hours a week like I can only be like grateful that I had that routine still yeah even if that's changed a little bit but yeah and I'm planning on doing a lot of like little things around the house like we're gonna fix up our shed that we have and we finally pulled out our grill and started grilling and just things that we felt like we didn't have the time to do now and now it's like we're wide open for the unforeseeable future so let's start doing the things that we used to complain like oh if we had the time we'd be doing this or so that's what I'm got in the books for me so what are, you, what are you thankful for or planning for? So one of the things that I keep reminding, like little, little things, right, that we have to be grateful for, um, not using any hot tools on my hair, just getting it super healthy. Oh, damn, girl. It looks so good, too. Thank you. Guys, I can see her, and she looks gorgeous, and I look like a thumb. <laughs> so I haven't used, like, a blow dryer or <laughs> little thumbs. I haven't used a dryer or a straightener or curling iron in a week or so now. Because, um, like, me and you both hate showering. So the biggest thing... What? <laughs> one of the biggest things I hate about showering is blow-drying my long-ass hair. And now I don't have to. I can just keep if it... You just, if you just let it air dry in a bun like this, you can have this hairdo. <laughs> I actually can't put my hair in a bun at, like... Gives me a headache every single time now. Oh, 
Or aren't you lucky it just dries like that? Yeah, that's like day three. Derek, get a picture of that beautiful hair. <laughs> um, also, too, like staying in line with that skincare. Like, I'm not wearing, I haven't worn makeup either, except for like last night during our meetup and just like getting in a skincare routine. Uh, getting to meet and listen to more sober women virtually, that's been uh, pretty good. Uh, Derek and I, uh, who's man sober and our producer, uh, we started a like a relationship therapy, like or like upkeep for us um, on an app called Lasting, and it's kind of gives you like a overlay, kind of asks you a bunch of questions, and then you go in and work on the things that you need to work on, and it's like a safe space to answer honestly and. Um, you know, so that we maintain a really healthy relationship if we ever see each yeah. other. Yeah. Um, so, and then hopefully, like, maybe reconnecting with some people that I've lost touch with since I travel for work. Um, so if you're listening to this, uh, give me a call. Um, I'm grateful for your uh, little Zoom background right now, which is the picture oh, of, of my wedding day. Yeah. I look so beautiful. <laughs> And our producer producing us and do a picture. It looks fake. It's real. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I love it. Um, so yeah, that's where. Yeah, so that's how we've been dealing with this uh, pandemic. And, and oh, hopefully, we'll continue to deal with it. And life is unpredictable right now. It really is, but um, I'm glad that you're handling it in the way that you are. Yeah, I'm glad that I have you and Derek to heavily rely on, <laughs> but that's not any different than if there wasn't a pandemic, so. <laughs> <laughs> but we're really stepping up for each other. Me yes, and Derek are stepping up we for each are, other. hopefully. Derek is our new... Um, <laughs> service what are they called emotional support animal hello that's that's Derek our emotional support dog and podcast producer he can talk he can talk to <laughs> so I think that he's probably ready for us to get out of here yeah so um how was your drink it was pretty good nothing too crazy sorry Wegmans yeah, mine was good. It was just, it was advertised as non-carbonated, but it was really making me burp a lot, so. Um, well, I'm glad our listeners will probably love that. Guys, I'm human too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on that note, it's time to get out of here. Um, thanks for hanging at the after party. You can't with the sober kates. <laughs> with the sober kates. <laughs> Things are getting weird. Um, stay home and reach out to us if you are feeling the isolation hard or if you just need someone to talk to or if you're early sobriety. Really anything. Just, you know, our DMs are always open. Slide on in to our DMs at the Sober Kate's on Instagram. Peace. Bye, guys. Thanks for joining the After Party brought to you by the Sober Kate's. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to keep the after party going, 
Follow us on Instagram at the Silver Kates.